0: You know what it is. It's your boy, finally, Dane Martinez, aka Speeds, aka the Spittin' Statistician, aka the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got a big show for you. And what I got to say to my Stats Overbeat Cypher from the start is dilly dilly to all of you. The Stats Overbeat Cypher making it pop. I appreciate y'all sticking with me. I saw you, Lance Davis, talking about going to Brazzers real quick. I understand your opinion, your thoughts, that sentiment, but I'm glad that you have at least one window open right now and keep it locked, streaming to the fantasy freestyle because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. All right, we got to break down week two. I got to tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. We got to talk about waiver wires. I am still going to give you waiver wires for week three. And then because we got a little bit of a delayed start, I got something for you. I got, towards the end of the show, I got surprises for you, okay? They're gonna come in a number of ways. Dilly Dilly to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. We may have live and direct for you guys ways to holler at speed using the number 844 843 6879. If I let you know that the phone lines are open, make sure you smash those buttons to talk to the and Statistician. And also, if you're part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher down with the Patreon and all that stuff, you know about Jilly Dilly. Well, Jilly Dilly sent me something that I have to share with all of you guys later on in the show, and that's what we're going to do. Strong style, don't sweat it. You getting the full hour of the Fantasy Freestyle. Locked, loaded, ready to go. Trey Knox, Dilly Dilly, big timer. You are absolutely right. I am overjoyed to see right now how many of y'all are still in the chat room, still down with the cypher, still talking to each other. And I know my man, Jeremy McMahon, I see how you're passing the time. I am. Mad at you, my friend. Dilly, Dilly as well. Jorge, glad to see you guys as well. Mike Lacey, all of y'all out there, let's go, all right? It's about to get ugly up in here. Give me your, uh, you know, give me your questions, all right? Me questions. I'll do what we can. Let's get into it right now. I gotta give you news and notes since last we spoke, okay? And it started on Friday. A lot of people are forgetting about Thursday night football. A lot of people are forgetting about the injury that happened there. Joe Mixon had his knee scoped. He's gonna miss. They said two weeks, then they said two to four weeks. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not optimistic about bro Mixon, okay? And here's why. Sonny Michelle had that same procedure done right before the first week of the preseason. He missed all. Four weeks of the preseason and the season opener, right? And they're like working him in in the sixth week, okay? I heard two to four weeks. I think it's going to be more like four or five. So when we get to those, uh, you know, those running back waiver claims, you know, my boy Giovanni Bernard is going to be real high up on there. And then a ton of people asking me, Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon, what's up with Josh Gordon? Well, yep, he got traded to the New England Patriots for a fifth round pick. Here's what I got to say. I've had a ton of people um, talking to me about Josh Gordon to the Patriots. And the thing is, everybody's so excited. Oh, my God, Tom Brady throwing to Josh Gordon. This is going to be like Randy Moss. Slow down. Calmate. Okay? Um, yeah, Josh Gordon is a great talent. Yeah, he had that big year. That was 2013. This is 2018. Since then, his career has stopped, started. He hasn't been able to get going. I don't know if in the structure and the regimen of the New England Patriots he'll be able to, but I do not bump Chris Hogan down. I do not bump James White down. I do not bump Rob Gronkowski down. If anything, this is like a cherry on top. Okay, I don't know that it's going to have a big implication. What I think the implications are are on the other side of things for the Cleveland Browns. Okay, and it's not going to be where you think. All right, everyone talks about Jarvis Landry juices. He going to bless him right now without Josh Gordon, and that might be. But I'm now wondering about the pass catchers underneath him i'm wondering about the opportunity this means for david the njoku is on you i wonder this means for the rookie out of florida antonio calloway i think that's interesting and don't sleep on rashard higgins either okay higgins is more of this kind of chain mover more of a dependable kind of guy Callaway is going to be that boomer bust best ball kind of guy don't sleep on rashard higgins All right, that's what I'm going to say in order to uh, fill some of this. Because especially, remember, Jarvis Landry is also limited in practice, all right? Because they got Thursday night football this week at home against the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Remember, I told you that story about the Bud Light freezers being unlocked whenever the Browns win a game. Maybe you need to be near one of those uh, bars on Thursday night when we're doing this show, all right? Because, you know, I like the home teams on Thursday Night Football. Also, listen, there were some injuries. Not a bad injury week, though. Not a ton of injuries on Sunday. You know, a lot of weeks we're talking about the infirmary report, and it's like everyone is losing their season. Not so much. Okay, we had Shady McCoy. Um, broken. They said it was broken ribs. It's really broken rib cartilage, which is apparently a different thing. I'm going to talk to Dr. A on Inside Injuries about that. Here's my thing with LaShawn McCoy. No, I don't want, you know... Uh, Chris Ivory or whatever it is. Because why? They're at Minnesota this week anyway. Why do I want a running back on the road at Minnesota? If I'm the Bills, I tell Shady, eh, rest up. Come on back in week four 100%. That's the way I think it should go. Will it go that way? I don't know. But whoever is next man up in Buffalo, don't spend the waiver money, the waiver fab on it because they are on the road at Minnesota, and then Shady's going to come back in a week or two. Larry Fitzgerald, a little gimpy after his exit with a hamstring, think he'll be okay. There's talk, though, about David Johnson getting some work in the slot that they need to work more with David Johnson. A lot of people have been asking me, hey, you worried about David Johnson? Hey, you worried about David Johnson? I told y'all going into the season that out of the big four, the one that I had the least faith in to to be a top four, and I said he could finish outside the top ten running backs, was David Johnson. I said he was the injury history. I said there was a new head coach. I said there was a new quarterback. Hopefully, you listened to the stats overbeat cipher. I was, I was even putting Saquon ahead of David Johnson going into this, but you don't trade, you don't drop him, you don't even trade him, you hold. Okay, unfortunately, there are a number of examples at this point in the season where people have been defecating the mattress for weeks on end. You just got to hold them. Why? What are you going to do? Drop David Johnson? You can't do that. And then here's the thing. When you try to trade David Johnson, you're not going to get full value back for him. If you're okay selling David Johnson for 60 cents on the dollar go right ahead. I'm not okay with that. So I'm going to wait and see how it happens. And maybe I have an RB2 on my hands, but I'm holding with David Johnson. And that's how it related to the Larry Fitzgerald hamstring injury. A lot of you guys got banged out by kickers last week. I know, but you know, we talk about how fantasy and in kickers, uh, how kickers in fantasy are not really a part of it. They shouldn't be a part of it. Listen, if you had Zane Gonzalez, if you had Carlson, If you had Greg Zerline, right, you probably really got screwed. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we talk about my game of inches. Some good nominees there as well. And then you must have seen this already, but Bill's cornerback, Vontae Davis, retired at halftime. Like he up and left at halftime. That's unprofessional. Vontae Davis, crazy. Another thing I want to let you guys know, three running backs in week one had 13 or more catches. And I'm going to tell you what, I believe all of them are sustainable. Chris Thompson had 13 catches, okay? And that's because Alex Smith, they got no faith in these wide receivers, specifically Dotson and Paul Richardson. If you're a Dotson owner, if you're a Paul Richardson owner, I'm worried if you're one of those if you own one of those guys, Crowder, a little less so, because he might be that, you know, slot intermediate guy anyway. But if you have one of these outside receivers from Washington, I was already telling you, oh, Alex Smith is a check down Charlie anyway. And here's what happened: Washington went out and signed Michael Floyd and Brashard Perryman okay, after workouts earlier this week. To me, that signals they are not happy with what they have at the outside wide receiver position. If I was a Dotson owner, if I was a Richardson owner, I'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, fugazi. I might need to forget about them, okay? And when I say that, don't drop them. Just hold them on your bench for now. I think Thompson, I think that is sustainable. Barkley, He had 14 catches in the Sunday night football game against Dallas. That's a ridiculous number. But here's something that may make it sustainable. The Giants lost their center in that game. John Jalapayo broke his ankle. He's out for the year, okay? The Giants' offensive line was not one to write home about in the first place, okay? No, I'm not really concerned about Odell. He'll still get his. But, you know, Sterling Shepard. You may need to be worried because if this pressure's coming, he's gonna Eli is going to get the ball out quick, and that is more for Saquon Barkley. The third running back that had over a dozen catches was Christian McCaffrey. I told you about guys going into the season. I said in PPR formats, this guy is an RB1. If you can get Christian McCaffrey for David Johnson, do it. If you can get Christian McCaffrey, Le'Veon Bell, do it. If you can get Christian McCaffrey for James Conner, do it. Right now in PPR formats, Christian McCaffrey is a sustainable, locked, and loaded RB1. He's going to get these kind of 14, I don't know if he's going to get 14 catches again, but uh, he's going to get a ton of targets. We do know that. Carson Wentz is going to be back in the saddle this week, it looks like, for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, I think this is great news for the Eagles offense, specifically Nelson Aguilar, specifically Zach Ertz. Ertz had a great game in Week 2, 11 catches for 90 yards, but with Aguilar... You know, we're seeing that the depth of target. Remember in week one, he had something like eight catches for 33 yards, right? So, like, with Carson Wentz, I think that's what's going to change. And all the more, listen, it's going to be Aguilar. It's going to be Ertz. Why? Mike Wallace fractured his fibula. He's going to be out for a while, and he might, you know, be an IR candidate. Alshon Jeffrey is still week to week. He's progressing a little bit, doing more uh, individual practice, that sort of thing. But, uh... He ain't ready yet. Mac Holland's already on IR. So now it's going to be Carson Wentz in the saddle with Ertz and Aguilar. I like those guys moving forward. I told you about the Giants center. Another offensive line, big-time injury. Jaguars left tackle Cam Robinson tore his ACL. He will miss the rest of the year. Last thing that I'm getting a lot of questions about, a lot of tweets on, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. We heard about Le'Veon Bell. You know about that. Antonio Brown, though, you know, talking about trade me to find out, like with Twitter trolls, right, not showing up to practice on Monday. Apparently, Steelers' skill position players are just like, nah, we're talking about practice, and we don't have to actually go. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. The question to me is, you know, my question is, like, you know, is Mike Tomlin losing the locker room? You know, these things are starting to unravel, you know, uh, and I'm a little bit worried about that. Willie Cheney saying the Washington football team's catchers are only Thompson and Reed. I would hang tight with Jamison Crowder as well, but you're right. There is different and definitely an issue. Strong style, don't sweat. Antonio Brown is fine, okay? I think it's fine as well. What I'm telling everybody is, you know, and I hear it on Twitter. Everyone's like, oh my God, what do I do? Do I bench Antonio Brown? No. You don't. We are in the part of the season where everybody wants like a quick fix or an answer or a silver bullet, you know, um, to like fix their team magically, and that's not what's gonna happen. Okay, that's just not what is going to happen. New money. Do I drop Brandon Marshall for Chris Godwin or Deshaun Jackson? I like Godwin better than Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, against the Eagles, had the best game that he's probably going to have all year. He always loves that revenge game against the Eagles. That's why, going into the season, we talk about Deshaun Jackson as a best ball kind of guy. He's going to have some weeks where he pops off. Week two is one of them. But if you can figure out which one it is, I got a sports almanac for you. You know what I mean? What's going on with Freeman? That can only be Devontae Freeman. Yeah, he's got a knee issue. He's got banged up in the head. This is going to be Tevin Coleman for a while. All right, Devontae Freeman is going to mix a couple of weeks. Oh, sorry, it was someone was asking also about uh, Royce Freeman. That's one that's interesting, right? Everyone's on this. Philip Lindsey, right? Um, I think it's going to be Lindsey and Freeman. I think Freeman's going to wind up being the early down guy and I think uh Lindsay's going to be more of this PPR kind of guy. All right? So that's that's where we at on that. Thanks to my man, Danny Auto down there. Thanks to my man, Yang. Thanks to my intern, Brian, the cowboy out there. They're hitting us up, okay? And thanks to the Stats overbeat Cypher for holding us down here. I know we got a late start, but thanks for hanging on in there. We are still going to tell you what I got right, what I got wrong. We're still going to give you our waiver wires. And then, in our third segment, when we put the fun and functional sports content, I got a surprise for you, and you may even be able to call the show at 844- 843-6879. They're working on that as well. Alright, all right, so, here's what we're going to do. We got a couple minutes, so I'm going to start talking about what I got right. And then when we come back, we can talk about what I got wrong. And we'll also dive on in to these waiver wire ads. I appreciate everybody sticking with me here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What I got right? I've been telling y'all about Patty Mahomes. That's Mahomes, yo. I've been telling about you for for weeks. I said that this Andy Reid offense is going to use the new toy that they have. I told you that Patty Mahomes was perfect for this scheme, to play a little Big 12 football. And what does he do? He turns around with 23 of 28, 326 yards, six touchdowns and no picks. Here's the thing. He had more touchdowns than incompletions. Here's what else I got right, though. I also told you to stack people against Kansas City all year long. I told you these were going to be arena league shootouts, and the game against Pittsburgh was no different. Big Ben put it up 60 times and had 452 yards and three touchdowns on his own. Remember week one, Phillip Rivers with 420-plus yards? I used that number, 420, specifically. Um... So I'm telling you that I think it's going to be the case every single week. The Chiefs offense is going to average 30 some odd points. The Chiefs defense is going to give up 30 points a game. Okay, so you want people there. I also told you about Watson and I was worried about some regression. I was worried about that offensive line. I was worried about the Texans. They're now 0-2. I told you about this. They're 0-2. Watson is a little erratic. The stats might be there in the end. They certainly were for Will Fuller. They certainly were for DeAndre Hopkins. And Watson himself, listen, 310 yards, two touchdowns, along with 44 rushing yards. It's not bad, but I'm telling you, it looks like he's regressing. From last year. And I'm worried about that offensive line. I think the fantasy goodness might be there. But the uh, Houston Texans actual NFL goodness may not be. Matt Breida, I told you about that I like Matt Breida over Alfred Morris in this scheme. And the Detroit Lions are continuing to get gashed left and right in the run game we saw the jets do it week one and now san francisco did it week two Breeda finishes with 138 yards on the ground and a touchdown this on 11 carries okay this is what i'm talking about the detroit run defense is giving up big chunk plays i will say this right now who do they face detroit that is this week the New England Patriots on, I believe it's Sunday night football. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I think happens there. I think it's time for Sony Mesh- Michelle to announce himself. Michelle, my bell. I think Sunday night is, you know, the announcement that Sony Michelle is the big time running back for the New England Patriots. I think Michelle will gash Detroit on Sunday you know Burkhead didn't really get in the mix I think this is when Sony Michelle pops off I know a lot of people were asking about that but I've been right on the Lions and I've also been right about their wide receiver who I want a part of and it's Galladay because it would be so nice Galladay and Galladay six catches 89 yards and a touchdown I expect that to continue what else I got right Los Angeles Rams They're a beast. I don't really know what's more impressive, their offense or their defense at this point. You know, Jared Goff had a day, 354 yards. You know, Cooks, and I told you about the fantasy herd, right? It was like Cup in week one. I was like, don't get it twisted. It might be Woods or it might be Cooks this week. Cooks, seven for 159. He pops off. Cup with 63 yards, Woods with 81 yards. They are going to be like that all year long. We don't know who's going to pop off, but someone certainly will. All right. And But here's the thing. Their defense is also very, very impressive. Hopefully you picked them in Survivor. I said to stay away from the point spread, but they covered the big number anyway. That defense only giving up 144 yards. That will make it. Happen. It sounds like we're going to be going to a break in about a minute. Um, There we go. So I got to, you know, we're a little bit off on our timing today, but it don't matter. If you hear this anywhere you get your podcast, you're going to be locked and loaded for the full Fantasy Freestyle. If you hear this live on Fantasy Radio Network, you're going to be locked and loaded and live on YouTube. Thanks to everybody for holding me down. All right. The Rams look impressive. That's why I was asking you guys on Twitter, what is, who is the most impressive team after two weeks? Is it the Chiefs? the Rams, the Jaguars, or someone else. You know, someone like Minnesota, Tampa, the Dolphins, Green Bay. It's a close uh, poll right now. Get on out there and vote at Spittin' Speeds. When we come back, I'm going to let you know some more things that I got right and wrong, and then we turn our attention to the waivers for week three. Big time show. Thanks for waiting around for the fantasy freestyle. spitting Statistician, let's go. Stable genius, vocal minority, no Mario characters here about my private parts, all right? Let's go. Come on right back. Welcome back. To the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout out, even bigger than normal, to the Stats Overbeat Cypher for hanging through when we're working through some things as well. Big shout out to my guys, Yang, to uh, Danny Otto, of course, and to my Cowboy intern down there, Brian, as well. They're making it pop off. They're trying to do what they can over here so the Stats Overbeat Cypher can get what they need to win their leagues and win that cash. Willie Chaney's got a question Alex Smith against Green Bay or Derek Carr against Miami? I think that is interesting. Interesting at Miami. I'm going to lean Carr. And here's why. The reason why is Alex Smith reverted back to this kind of dink and dunk guy, right? So I think Carr in that Gruden offense, I think they're going to keep on trying to take some shots. I think they're going to try and keep taking some shots down the field. All right. Um,. And I think you may get more points that way. Daniel S., I would not cut Crowder for Tyler Boyd. I would not cut Crowder for Tyler Boyd just yet. Hey, Lance Davis, the Manimal does the early shift, all right? The Manimal does the early shift. I got Danny was on the ones and twos there right now. Um, all right, Mahomes over everybody, Larry. Larry's over there asking Mahomes over Stafford. Right now, Mahomes over everybody. That's Mahomes, yo. Until we start to see otherwise, Mahomes is a top, you know, whatever, five quarterback. He is over Matthew Stafford, in my opinion. Do I trade Royce Freeman at this point? No, I do not. Royce Freeman is the same thing to me as, like I'm saying, a bunch of these other guys. You got to grin and bear it with Royce Freeman. You're not going to get full value. You're not going to – you shouldn't drop him. Sometimes you just got to wait it out. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Big shout out to my man Hype It Up Productions out there as well. And guys that are, I'm seeing sometimes in the chat room it says like $1.99 and then a question. You ain't got to pay to ask a question. All right, I'm doing what I can out here. What's that? Yeah, and Danny's telling me right now, we don't see that money. I don't (laughs) see that money. I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll peel back the curtain a little bit. Uh, Are you telling people, are you live? Are you talking to them, Danny? That is that is the super chat. Um, it has a function where you can donate live as if it was like a yeah. Twitch stream or something let like that. Know. Yeah, but we don't get that. We don't the, see uh, that. The higher-ups get that. We don't see that. Do so, what yeah. you can. Put those in there. Danny's going to load them up for me, okay? We're going to answer. And Danny is also down there in the fantasy pit of misery. He's working to maybe get us live on the phone lines for our last segment, okay? So you may be able to holler at the spitting statistician in a little while. I know many of you have been clamoring for that just like last year. But let me get into this. Yo, I got to admit where I was wrong. I was telling people how much I love Kenny Stills, and he defecated the mattress against the Jets last week. Two catches for only 17 yards. Fugazi, okay? I acknowledge I was wrong on that. I still believe Kenny Stills is the number one wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, but it just—game floor just didn't work that way, okay? But he is like a lot of other people. Like, the answer to a lot of these questions are just hold, OK, you got to just hold tight. You can't always want to make the move. It's like that trading just to trade. Sometimes you just got to hold tight. All right. Let's go on over to our waivers. All right. Let's first talk about running backs. That's what we do here on Tuesdays on the Fantasy Freestyle. On Tuesdays when we do waivers, I'm going to start with the running backs. Giovanni Bernard, go get him. OK, I think remember how much I've been talking about how much I like the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line and how that is the key to changing it, in my opinion, changing the fortunes of the Bengals, all right? And that offensive line will work no matter who the running back is. So I think it would help whoever's back there, and it's going to be Giovanni Bernard. I know people are talking about two to four weeks. I personally think it is a longer-term thing. For example, Giovanni Bernard is the perfect guy to have if you're waiting on Kerryon Johnson to ascend, if you're waiting on Sony Michelle to ascend, if you're waiting on Rashad Penny maybe even, although I think he's at a lower level than these other two, Gio is the perfect guy to get, or if you're still waiting on Mark Ingram, let's say, right? Gio is the perfect guy to get. He's this short-term fix for you who I think will be an RB2 in PPR formats for the next two, three, four weeks, five maybe, and then by the time G- uh, Joe Mixon is back... Let's say it's week 8. Then Sony Michelle has already ascended to be the lead dog in New England. Then Carryon Johnson has already ascended to be the lead dog in Detroit. I think Gio is a Perfect guy if you're in this kind of situation waiting for some of these ascending rookies or waiting for your suspended Mark Ingram to come back. Yes, I spend for Giovanni Bernard. If you're a Joe Mixon owner, I don't know why you don't have him already, but, yeah, you need to go get him. Um, I could also see you going to get him and then trying to flip him to the Joe Mixon owner. Tell him that your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician says he thinks it's going to be a little bit longer than two weeks. I'm telling you, it is going to be, all right? Um, Matt Breida, if he's available, he's available in about 40% of public league. Go get him. Um, Philip Lindsey, if he's available, he's only available now in about 25% of leagues. I still think he's a thing. I told you after week one that I would go spend money on him. I said out of all the running backs, he's the one that I think could be a thing. And then he had even more than Royce Freeman in week two. Yeah, go out and get him. Remember Aaron Jones returning from suspension. If he's unowned, go get him. Here's the guys I do not like, though. I do not like Tavon Austin. I do not even like Austin Eckler, okay? Austin Eckler, I think he has some kind of standalone value, but if you're buying on him because you were worried about Melvin Gordon, don't do it, okay? Gordon was just like tired that he was used too much and they were just saving him for another day when they needed him. Don't think it's gonna be like that. In games that are gonna be tight, in games where the game script is back and forth, you're gonna see a lot less of Austin Eckler, all right? but um, So I'm not on spending like my number one waiver priority on Eckler. I would for Bernard, but I wouldn't for Eckler, I wouldn't for uh, Austin. I wouldn't for Buck Allen. I wouldn't for Corey Clement. I wouldn't for Bilal Powell. However, what I will say, and there's no way he's not owned, but I'm looking right now, and in 10% of leagues, he's not. Tevin Coleman. You need to get Tevin Coleman. He's going to be the uh, starting running back for the Falcons for for a long time. That's all I'll say. All right, I'm down on Devontae Freeman. I'm down on Devontae Freeman, but it's the same kind of thing. You don't drop him and you don't trade him right now because you're only going to get 70 cents on the dollar and that's not going to help you. All right, So that's what I'm saying. You're in the part of the season when unfortunately you need to hold on some of these guys and just grin and bear it. All right, let's look at the wide receivers. A couple guys that I do like on the wide receivers. I don't know if these guys are available because they're all right about 60%, but Keelan Cole... Antonio Calloway, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, Quincy Inunua. These are all guys I would definitely use a waiver claim on, okay? Cole, Calloway, uh, Galladay, Godwin, Inunua. I like those guys. I continue to like Geronimo Allison. Uh, Guys that I'm not entirely on. Jeron Brown. Not entirely on him. Okay, yeah, I know uh, he's had a touchdown, but he's been touchdown dependent both those games. Okay, He had touchdowns in both of his first two games. Without those touchdowns, he goes back to looking very pedestrian. I don't think you can depend on a consistent touchdowns out of the Baltimore Ravens' pass offense, so that's not where I'm spending it on. I'm spending it on Keelan Cole. I'm spending it on Callaway, Galladay, Godwin, Inunwa. Let me tell you about Inunwa. Inunwa, who who's unowned right now at about 40% of leagues, you can go get him. People thought going into the season that it was Robbie Anderson. As the number one. That's not the case. If you've seen any of the Jets games, you see that in these RPOs, right? Um, Darnold is looking towards Inunwa. Darnold is like the first, second, and third read. You know, um, he's looking towards Inunwa. I said that back and forth with my man Mike Florio, one of our best friends forever. Um Listen, Calvin Ridley might be out there in leagues, okay? He got the touchdown. He may grow over time. That balance of power between him and Muhammad. It's a new day for the number two wide receiver. Maybe trending in the Calvin Ridley direction. I told you how much I love Aguilar, but he's obviously owned. The last guy I will say, we go back to Thursday Night Football, is Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd is going to be the number two receiver, and since he had a big game, six for 91 and a touchdown. But listen, I'm not dropping Sammy Watkins for him. I'm not dropping Larry Fitzgerald for him. I'm not dropping uh, um, Demarius Thomas for him. Okay, these guys that you picked... Early on in the season, don't cut bait too soon. People are so reactive here with their knee-jerk reactions, and I'm trying to caution people about being so, so reactive. At the tight end side, listen, I'm not on Will Disley. I'm not on Jesse James. People have A lot of people are looking to add Jesse James. I'm not on Jesse James. The reason why is Vance McDonald is back healthy, so now that's like a shared tight end situation, and I don't like that. Um, Austin Hooper is available in many, many leagues. He got five targets, including a touchdown. I just think he's lower in the pecking order than so many people. He's lower than Julio. He's lower than Ridley. I think he's lower than Sanu. I think he's lower than the back, whether it's Coleman or eventually Freeman out of the backfield. I think he's like fifth option there, so I'm not so high on him. I'd be higher... On Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron is someone who you can probably get right now. He has a touchdown in both games. But what I think is more sustainable, and a listener mentioned this to me before, is that Jack Doyle is the better blocker of the two tight ends. So that means in two tight end sets, Doyle is going to be the one in blocking, and Ebron may be the one that's going out there running routes, stuff like that. All right, so I like Ebron as potentially an ad. I like, um, you know, you can't go... I guess you can still go with Jonu Smith. You can still go with Ian Thomas. Well, One other name I'll, I'll tell you to keep an eye on uh, out de, out in Denver. And it's not just because I like saying his name. But what about Jake Butt? Jake Butt is getting an increase in targets. You know, that, that idea of the security blanket. He's doubled his production from week one to week two. Um, they face Ravens. In week three, and that's a defense that's been given up, you know, about 60, 65 yards a game to the tight end. So it's not a bad matchup for him in week three if you're still trying to figure out your tight end position. Jake Butt, another name out there to know. At the quarterback situation, listen, at this point, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. If Ryan Fitzpatrick is on your waiver wire, yes, go out and get him. Yes, we're seeing peak Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, this is not sustainable. There's no way this is sustainable, right? But, um, no, at this point, you got to ride it until it bucks you. Okay, I do think he's going to be the starting quarterback even when Jameis comes back, so you got to go ahead and ride it. And then when he starts to turn around and throw picks, you know, and throw it to the opposition... And you use your other quarterback, okay? But you got to ride this wave for as long as it is there. Dexter Rojas on Twitter is asking me, drop Benjamin for Godwin or John Brown? I wouldn't do it for John Brown. I do like Godwin. The question is though, Benjamin. I know it's that bad offense, but it's the number. He's is the number one wide receiver there. But they're in Minnesota against a good secondary. Um, I don't think you drop Benjamin. I think you hold him. Uh, I I do think, though, you go out and get Chris Godwin, if you can, for whoever is the low man on your totem pole. I just don't know that Kelvin Benjamin is Rojas. Benjamin is another one of those guys for me that is hold. Perry Ying out there. Three running backs, Gordon, Breida, Drake, or Coleman in PPR. Um, Definitely Gordon. You got to have Coleman these days because he's starting there. So I'm going to go Gordon, Coleman, and Breida is my third, because Drake, I think, is splitting a little bit still with Gore. I mean, I I like Drake, but I just have him behind these other guys, so I go Gordon, Coleman, and Breida for Perry Ng. Larry M., Dion Lewis or Chris Thompson? Listen, if it's PPR, you got to go Chris Thompson. If the guy's going to catch 14 balls, you got to go that way, and I think that's going to be something that continues with check down Alex Smith. They're clearly not happy with their outside wide receivers. They're bringing in Floyd. They're bringing in Perryman. For goodness sakes, these guys who are fugazi, they're bringing in. So I like uh, Chris Thompson there. Uh, Bose Timo, how long should I hold on to Connor? That's an interesting question. The right answer, the best answer, right, is like to hold him until one week before Le'Veon Bell comes in. That's the answer. The best possible case for you as a Connor owner is to flip him right before Lev Bell walks into that facility. And that is, I don't know. But I do think Connor can be dangled in trade. Here's why. In the fantasy playoffs, it's going to be Lev Bell. He needs those six or eight games for service time. It's the inverse of Zeke. Last year, Zeke was playing, but the cloud hung over his head, and then he was gone for the fantasy playoff push and playoffs. This is going to be the inverse. People, there's cloud over Le'Veon Bell and James Connor and all this. But then come the playoffs, when you need them most, Lev Bell will be there. So the answer... You both. Timo is like, you're supposed to hold on to Connor at like right until the week, right before Lev Bell reports back. I don't know when that's going to be, though. You need to start considering reading the tea leaves and flipping James Conner, though, okay? Unless you have him as, like, this handcuff kind of thing, which I think most people do. You know, if you had Bell, you drafted Conner as a handcuff late in drafts. That's how most people have Conner. But if you were just lucky and took the flyer on Conner or, you know, kind of sensed that this might happen and picked him up before week one, then the answer is you got to try to flip him right before Lev Bell comes in. Um... RXM 98 Holder drop Collins for AP or Buck Allen no I hold on to Collins I personally think AP is going to go down over time I think that's what he is because he's an old running back I hold Collins I hold Collins Drew Brees Corey Clement worth the number one waiver not in my opinion he is not I understand Jay Ajayi is banged up I understand Darren Sproles are banged up but for my number one waiver priority I want something that's not going to be a one week kind of thing that's why I refer you to Giovanni Bernard and what I've said is I think that's going to be a longer issue right so I will use my number one waiver priority for something I think is a four-week starting running back, which I believe Gio Bernardi is. I don't think Corey Clement is that. Okay, um, I'd pick up Corey Clement, but I wouldn't spend the number one waiver priority on him. Should I trade Jordan Howard? Should I trade Howard Hogan and Cup for Julio and Sammy Watkins? No. No, I would not, because you need Jordan Howard probably. And remember, that's the thing. I gotta know who the rest of the teams are, right? Because it looks to me like you probably need Jordan Howard. If I'm wrong and you have great running back depth, then in that case, sure. But that's what it comes down to. Larry M. Feelings on Kenny Stills. I told you about it. I acknowledge that was what I got wrong. He put up a. He put up, you know, he defecated the mattress in week two. I had him in starting lineups. I, I, I'm sorry. You know, Larry, but here's what I'll say. You got to hold him again. He's still the number one wide receiver on the Miami Dolphins. And, like, a number one wide receiver on a team is rosterable. Maybe you don't start him, but you got to hold on him, Larry M. Um, Allen is asking me, Galladay, John Brown, or Stills? You know where I'm going. Sing it with me, Cypher. Galladay. It would be so nice. I think his breakout continues. I said it all season. In the off season. I said Galladay was going to ascend this year, and he is living up to the billing. So for me, Allen, it goes Galladay, then Stills, then John Brown. Dan Singles asking him he dropped Jared Cook for O.J. Howard. Sure. I think that's half a 1 6 uh, half a dozen of 1 6 of the other. I think you're splitting hairs here. Jared Cook had that one big week. I told you though in week 1 that was against the Rams and I said tight ends against the Rams may do that a lot because of the pressure coming quick up front and the great cornerbacks on the outside, okay? So, I think that may be a one week thing for Jared Cook. So, I'm okay trying to grab OJ Howard, although OJ Howard may have been a one week thing also with that big you know, I think it was like a 75-yard touchdown that he had with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I do like O.J. Howard more than Jared Cook. Strong style. What up, my man? Thoughts on Peyton Barber? Um, I think he's the number one running back for the Tampa... Bucks, but I think the Tampa Bay Bucks under Ryan Fitzpatrick are a passing offense. So I downgrade him slightly strong style. When we come back, we're going to figure it out, okay? I got a lot of stuff for the stats overbeat cipher. We're going to find out if we can open up the phone lines if we can. We're going to take your calls and I got to show you guys jilly dilly surprise. It's for everybody. We got some surprises, we got some fun as we put the fun and functional sports content. Come on right back as you know how we do. Fantasy Freestyle. Thanks for everybody who's sticking with me this show. And uh, we going to keep it going. Come on back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Welcome back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network with your boy Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician, stable genius, and vocal minority of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I've got a lot of stuff for you, Kay for the stats overbeat cypher we got a late start here today but here's how i'm gonna make it up to you multiple ways one right now the phone lines are open if you want to holler at speeds you can do so in this segment y'all know the numbers y'all do sabe 844-843-6879 hit me up right now when the phone lines are open we're gonna take some calls in this segment i'm excited about that but first what i gotta do Nobody loves their audience, their fans more than speeds and the stats overbeat cypher. You follow me on Twitter at spitting speeds. Y'all are subscribing to me on Patreon to really be part of the cypher and getting your questions in that way. The budding community is growing. I want to thank all those patrons that are doing it D Gold, Siraj Patel out there, Mendo Bruce. I love your farm, by the way, Mendo. Ryan Mallison. Hitting me up all the time. I appreciate it, Renee Figueroa. I appreciate it. I'm hoping that I'm helping you win your leagues and win that cash. But I was struck by two things, guys, from the cipher that I gotta share, and then we're gonna get to the phone lines. Um, I have a follower named Danny Lee. And I want to shout out Danny Lee specifically. Danny Lee is in the Air Force. Danny Lee is like Coming from, if you see this on my Twitter, he's coming from an undisclosed location. He can't tell me where he is because he's like on active duty, guys. He's in the Air Force. You know, the Air Force is riding with the Stats Overbeat cipher. Danny Lee gives me a shout out and says that I keep it real, I make it a better place, the fantasy football community. Thank you. Thank you to Danny Lee. And then I put out that I was honored to support, have the Air Force supporting me. And I heard from somebody else who's in the Air Force. Jose Lopez. Big shout out to Jose Lopez who's part of the Cypher. Being like, yeah, the Air Force is down with the Cypher. That he's been trying to get his friends down with the Cypher. I appreciate that. I thank you. I thank you uh, to Danny Lee and to Jose Lopez. I thank you for your service. And I thank everybody from the Stats Over Beat Cypher. Dilly dilly to y'all. The other thing I wanted to say. If you know about the Stats Overbeat Cypher, if you know about the chat room, you know, about, you, know, you know about this. You know about Jilly Dilly. Jilly Dilly is one of the key members of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, and she sent me a present. Okay? Previously, as you know, she sent me my ugly Christmas sweater. She sent me the shirt that I'm wearing right now. She sent me something. Guys, she sent me a loaf. She baked something for me. Guys, she baked a loaf of what I can imagine is kind of like cinnamon bun bread. It's really effing good, guys, all right? But she called it friendship bread, okay? And she said it was a friendship bread because you have to get something from a friend in order to start it. It took her 10 hours to bake this friendship bread, and she said that it was a gift from her and the Cypher to me for uh, putting in all that I do for football season for the Stats overbeat Cypher. And she told me to share the friendship bread with um, y'all. So here I am. Danny Otto had some before down there in the fantasy pit of misery. So um, thank you, Jilly Dilly, for the friendship bread. I'm going to have some right now. Uh, right now, they though, still in the chat room. That's tough is asking me about David Johnson for McCaffrey and Inunua. In PPR formats, yes, I'm doing that. New money, can I drop Ted Ginn Jr. for Boyd or Callaway or Inunua? Yes, I would go Inunua, then Callaway, then Boyd. All right, but we have callers on the line. Let's get it popping. Tom in Tampa, you're the first one here all season long on the Fantasy Freestyle as I try to eat this bread. I'm going to eat some bread as you ask your question, so uh, forgive me if my mouth is a little full, but I'm going to answer it. Tom out in Tampa. What's going on? You getting caught up in the Fitz magic, my friend? Yeah, dog. I'm actually a fucking Buck fan, dude. Let's freaking go. Let's but do it. To be honest, what's your question? Patrick always fucking does this. But Watch really, the mouth. Watch the language. Like a, I'm sorry, but he always does. But he has like a like a nice little like spurt of like good games. Yes, but like then he just goes back to his old self. Absolutely, plays like, like crap. Absolutely, so I agree with you, Tom. You gotta ride the wave when it's there, but know that it's going to come crashing down at some point. So what about week four? He's back to his old self. Yeah, and that's possible, and that's possible. But here's the only thing that might change it, because then after week four, when Jameis is there, Fitzy knows as soon as he has a bad game, they're gonna go right back to Jameis. Right? So similar to how Alex Smith had the pressure of Patty Mahomes and people think Joe Flacco now has the pressure of Lamar Jackson. If Fitzzy gets this job when Jameis comes back, then there's the pressure. And it's on a week to week basis. But do you have a specific question, Tom, or you just want to curse about Fitz Magic? Oh no, no, no. But um so I'm kinda tight end. I got Ricky Seal Jones right now, but yeah. on the leader, I got ASJ, Jesse James, Austin Hooper what do they to do there yeah um, of those guys I like either RSJ or Hooper all right I think RSj is one of those guys you're gonna wait to get more stuff from as the season goes along all right they are bereft of options and here's the other thing they gonna make the move to Josh Rosen pretty soon. All right. And what do rookie quarterbacks love in the security blanket? The tight end. I think RSJ still has potential. I wouldn't cast him aside completely just yet. Some of the other guys you named don't really rate with me. I'm worried about Jesse James splitting with Vance McDonald, Austin Hooper there's other options in atlanta there's less other options in arizona i'm okay sticking with ricky seals jones thanks for the call tom ride the fitz magic wave we go yo this is one of my boys from last year dan in new jersey is it my same dan in new jersey from last year you're back on the fantasy freestyle with the stats over Beat cypher dilly dilly dan how can i help you i'm about to eat some more of this friendship bread <laughs> eat that bread, my man Dilly 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 what's up um so I'm, I'm having a little running back problem. So my running backs right now are kind of crappy. But um, so DJ, uh, Royce Freeman, McCoy, and uh, Yeldon. Yeah. And so someone didn't pick up Lindsay last week. So he's on the waiver wire with Gio, Clement, Eckler, and Pal. And I know your feelings on Clement and Eckler. So, yeah. I mean. Go get Lindsay guys, I know. Mean, go get Lindsay get Lindsey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go get Lindsay. You I'm... said David Johnson. You got to play him every week. Okay. You have to play David Johnson every week. Right, and then some of the other guys you mentioned, McCoy, who's banged up. Um, you mentioned Yeldon, who's going to lose his value when Fournette comes back. Yeah, go get, go get Lindsey, man. Go get Lindsey, Dan. Okay, absolutely. Thanks for the call. Thanks for coming back to the Stats Over Cipher. Our next call, we got John in Boston. Oh boy, Johnny. You know I'm a big Yankees fan, but I'll try to help. I'll try to help the Fenway faithful as well. Um, I think. Uh, we'll see. John in Boston, wow. you're on the Fantasy Freestyle. What's up? How can, how can speeds help you? Well, first of all, that wouldn't be a problem because I'm a big Yankee fan. That's I'm what's clean, up. you behind enemy lines, wow. John. How's it going? You all right over there? Yeah, I'm good. We're good. We're you know, ducking and weaving here. All right. I, you got to bob and um, weave a little bit. I see it. What's your question, what's John? Good. How can I help you? I have a running back problem. I got Jamal Williams, but I only really trust him once this dude comes back. Right. And I see... I just um, I was watching YouTube, and you mentioned Giovanni. Yeah. So I'm thinking, can I drop Corey Davis or Tyler Lockett to pick up Giovanni? Yeah, you could drop Tyler Lockett, in my opinion. Listen, the oh, Seattle Seahawks, so. the Seattle Seahawks offense, we saw it last night. We saw it last night. They are not a dynamic. Yeah, Lockett had that big one throw, but I think that's what it's going to be. You know? Russell Wilson is not able to consistently move that offense. He's under pressure the whole time, and you may say speeds. What's new? That's nothing new, um, you know. So, but I do think that this offense looks really bad, John. I do think you could drop Lockett if you want to go get Gio. I un- who's the other option for you though, John? Who else might you consider? I'm dropping um, Corey Davis and try to Lockett because I got Galladay and. I'm I'm stacked with other white Yeah, either. so I think I think if you have Galladay and then other guys above that and you're telling me like Corey Davis is like your fourth or fifth and then Tyler Lockett is like your fifth or sixth, is what it sounds like, John, then yeah, I'm okay with cutting Lockett to grab Giovanni Bernard in the short term for you. You have to realize that Geo's going to be startable for you for the next four weeks, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then after that, he yeah, returns yeah. back to being a handcuff. Okay, but to me, that's in that's enough to sacrifice who, in my opinion, is like your fifth or sixth wide receiver. That Seattle offense looks bad to me, and I I, I think it's not really fixable because it's an offensive line kind of thing. So yeah, I'm okay cutting it to make that move. I hope that makes sense. And thanks for joining the call, John. Do me a favor, you know, represent for all us Yankee fans up there uh, up in Fenway. All right, fair enough. Um, I got another caller, my man Danny. Um, Danny, down in uh, is that down in Central Florida? Where you at, Cal State Fullerton? I have it as UCF. Danny, where you calling the Stats Overbeat Cypher from, my man? Yeah, University of Central Florida, man. The real reigning national uh, champions of college football? <laughs> that's that's what they call themselves. I don't know. I'm a Kane fan. I'm from Miami. Right hey, so there it is, bro. UCF, so, How can I help you, Danny? You know, I just have two questions, man, uh, regarding um, a defense. Ooh. You know, what do you think about the Browns? Mm. You know, coming on Thursday, they play hard. So, I don't know what you're thinking about them. That's you know, I got, I got Denver, so. So, you have Denver right now. You have Denver. Yes, that's a great right. defense. Uh, what, you're worried about Joe Flacco lighting them up? I wouldn't be. No, no, but, you know, I mean, they should have stopped the car last week, I felt like, because, you know. The they, only points, they only gave up 19 that's points, though. They only gave up 19 points. Like, that's not a lot. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, Here's yeah. what I'll say. So, Here's no. what I'll say. Okay. Here's what I'll say, man, and then, you know, thanks for the call, Danny, and you could, you could um, make the decision. You know, it's your fantasy team, right? So here's what I'll say. The part I like about Cleveland is that they're the home team on Thursday night football. You know, I always like the home team on the short week, right, and there's sloppy things happen. So I could uh, that would be my reason for saying Cleveland is a decent ad, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Danny, I, I ride with Denver. I, you know, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, that pass defense, that, that that defense. I think that defense is like a week-to-week start. So to try to like, you know, Danny, I don't mean to be disparaging, but I, I, I don't want you to like try and get too cute with it, okay? I think that would be a move that's like a little too cute. You have the Denver Broncos defense. They're a week-to-week startable defense. Um, unless they're facing like, you know, Patty Mahomes or something like that then it's different Baltimore and that Joe Flacco offense is not in that category what they did in week one was against the Buffalo Bills they returned back to earth against the defense like Cincinnati and I think that's more of what you will see if I were you Danny I would keep the Denver defense locked and loaded and be happy with it all right that felt good I love talking to the cypher I love you guys in the chat room also okay but that felt good Talking to you guys. Uh, J.M., Godwin or Thomas this week? I don't know which Thomas it is. Um, It's got to be, or Goodwin or Thomas. Goodwin is still a little banged up. Thomas, if it's Demarius, I'm a little bit worried about it. I need clarification on which Thomas we're talking about. There we go. Lance Davis is saying the same thing. Which Thomas? If it's Michael Thomas, you start him. If it's Demarius Thomas, I kind of understand um, you kind of going back and forth with it. But I would still go with Demarius Thomas over Goodwin because Goodwin is still banged up, in my opinion. All right, guys, uh, drop Denver for the Houston D. No, I wouldn't do that either. Sorry, that's tough. I'm riding with Denver. I think he's going to get that there. That defense is going to get pressure on Joe Flacco. Jesse James or Trey Burton says Philemon. I'm with Trey Burton. Um, Because I think Jesse James is going to be splitting that opportunity with Vance McDonald. What should I do with Royce Freeman? Hold. I'm sorry, guys, but hold is the answer. Just deal with it for a week or two. I apologize because you don't have something better, but that is the answer. Hey, Danny Otto, let's bring in him, my man. Just check this out. People have been submitting their Game of Inches, right? Their hashtag Game of Inches, and I got a couple of good ones here. Danny, are you ready to be my judge so far? I am ready. Always ready. Danny, and by the way, Danny, I'm popping off, is going to pop off a little bit later on. Danny is doing yeoman's work down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery. Danny, um, have some friendship bread, bro. I did. I tried some. It was yeah. great. Yeah. All right. With the friendship bread in my mouth, here's what I'm going to say. Check this out. Henry Henderson, one of my Patreon subscribers, shout out to you. He lost his week by one point, Danny. Lost by one point. And he had the Minnesota Vikings kicker, Carlson, who missed not one, not two, but three field goals. He lost by a point and had that Minnesota kicker that missed three field goals. That's pretty rough, huh, Danny? Danny. Well, Danny's not with us anymore. Maybe he's eating friendship bread. I was trying to. Oh, sorry. No, come on. Stick with me, Danny. <laughs> I'm Stick here. with me, Danny. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. What do you think about that? My man lost by a point, had the Vikings kicker who missed three field goals. That's rough. That's rough, but after we heard uh, intern Brian's friend's yeah. story. That was another rough one. That was a point one. Yeah, that was, that was a rough one. I mean, Henry, they didn't submit it, so I apologize. Hashtag game of interest. Some friendship bread for you, my friend. All right. Next up, uh, Carl Anderson, who I hear from on Twitter all the time. Friend of the Cypher. He says he lost by .3. Three-tenths of a point, Danny. And he said he now needed more closer. from Allen Robinson. He had Allen Robinson. Um, was hoping for another catch in the second half there. But, and I made this point to Carl. It was like, all right, you lost. It was close. But his opponent had Greg Zerline, who was that kicker who was a late scratch who got zero. So it's almost like he got lucky and then still lost by .3. So, like, close. But not a true game of inches for me. What do you think, Danny? I mean, it's a little bit closer. It's not yeah. a full point, so I'm, I'm I understand the luck. The oh, luck so you're part. into it really by the closest margin of victory, not like the circumstance. It's, I'm into the circumstance. It's like I have different columns to check, and that other one is kind of okay. like so. It's how close the game is, and like how how um how much you suffered seeing it, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Fair enough. Um, Robert Murphy on Twitter at robmurphy07. Lost by nine points um, and lost because his opponent had Russell Wilson. Now, this needs context because Russell Wilson was defecating in the mattress for the first three quarters and then in garbage time started to move the ball through a touchdown, and it was that that wound up changing it on Monday Night Football. But he lost by nine points, so I'm like, eh. What do you think, Danny? Eh. All right. I've won by nine points. Does he deserve yeah. friendship bread, though? Everyone deserves friendship All right, Robert, bread. you get some friendship bread. Hmm. The last one, Danny, I think this is the winner. Check this out. Derek Vojanov, Big Voj, hits me up on Twitter all the time. He's part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Check this one out. Danny, he lost by 0. .8, less than a point, okay. eight-tenths of a point. It's getting closer. Okay. His opponent had DeAndre Hopkins, the D-hop, the D-hopopotamus. The last play of the game, Danny, The Texans are, like, down by a bunch. It doesn't matter. It's the last play of the game. It doesn't matter at all. DeAndre Hopkins gets a catch and is, like, trying to run around to make it a touchdown and stuff. And then they tackle him. It was like nobody was paying attention. They give him the catch because the whole defense is back there by the end zone defending, you know, the goal line. So they dump it off to D-Hop. He runs around a little bit. And, you know, it's a nondescript play. But it was that play that made Derek Volzhenov lose by eight-tenths of a point. Hashtag game of inches. What do you think? I think this is the, the winner. All right, so Derek Vojinov, you are our week two winner. Our worst game of inches or our best game of inches for the entire year when you lose game of and win. Well, eh, lose, win. When you lose by so close that it's a game of inches, you win. Access to some of my good old roto Wear shirts. We're going to give you a promo code. You're going to get a free Roto-Wear shirt from my man, Kenneth Cashman. Guys, it was a sprint today. I know we had some tech difficulties. Thank you. Thank you to the phone calls, and thank you to everybody for the Stats Over Beat Cypher. When we're back on Thursday. Week 3 predictions, lines, DFS, all that good stuff, and we're going to make it pop nice and neat and condensed in that hour. Thanks to everybody. Catch me on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. Answer the poll. Peace. I'm out. Oh.